Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Workplace MVP. Workplace MVP is brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health crisis and security solutions. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gassman. Hi, everyone. Your host, Jamie Gassman here, and welcome to this edition of Workplace MVP. Throughout businesses across the globe, leaders are tasked daily with making decisions for the betterment of the organization. These decisions could be strategic in nature or are are a part of the normal course of business. At times, there are leaders who feel they need to navigate these decisions alone and that it is their sole responsibility to carry the weight of the decision on their shoulders, but they don't have to shoulder that process alone. In fact, by including their employees into the decision-making process can actually hold various benefits to the organization, its people, and ultimately the leader. With us today is Workplace MVP, Sherry Foster, Head of Human Resources at Atlanta Food Bank. Roughly four years ago, Sherry was a part of implementing a program at the Atlanta Food Bank that leveraged their employees in what they call work teams. As part of their overall decision-making and change management process, She is with us today to talk about how the concept evolved, its impact on the organization, and overall benefits she has seen in leveraging employee insights into key decision-making. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So before we get started today um, in talking about the topic, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and share with us your career journey. Great. Well, um, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is a great place and a great organization um, to work for, um, and partly because we have great employees. Um, a little about me, I've been working in the field for about 20 years. Um, I started off at a small consulting firm where we worked with companies who outsourced their HR. Um, that was a really great place for me to start this work because I had the opportunity to support different types of organizations on a wide range of projects and initiatives. After that, and over the course of the next you know, 18 or so years, I have been working in the nonprofit space and have been supporting mission-driven organizations ever since. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, you know, before we dive in a little bit further in in kind of looking at these different work teams, prior to implementing them at the Atlanta Food Bank, was there, what was the team morale and overall productivity like in, um, you know, within the organization? So I think the food bank has always been an employer that cares about its employees and has tried to implement programs to support and nurture them. Um, The employee survey scores told us that we had employees that were absolutely committed to the mission of the organization. Um, But like most organizations, there were opportunities for us to make improvements that would enhance the work experience for our employees. For us, it wasn't necessarily that we had concerns about productivity. It was more that our organization was navigating a lot of change. So at that time, we had a new president. We were embarking on a new strategic plan, and we were beginning um, to think about new ways of measuring our success, both at the organizational level and at the employee level. That is a lot of change for employees to process, and we knew that. Yep, definitely. And changes, I always say the one thing in life that I know is always going to be constant and in a, in a, and a given is change. So definitely, uh, you know, good for your organization to be able to pick up on that and try to be proactive in finding a way to 
help your team to navigate it. So, you know, and, and so it sounds like that's what led you in creating this work team concept. Were there other, you know, elements or how did, how did that come to be? Or how did you, how did that, that idea, um, how was it generated? Um, so part of what we understood as a leadership team was that, you know, we needed employee input. Um, again, like we talked about, we were navigating a lot of change and we needed employee help and involvement and in helping us to, um, you know, sort of leading us, helping us to navigate that change. And then also to um, help us come up with ideas to create positive change to affect the areas of opportunity that we had identified in our survey. Great. And, you know, it's always, um, you know, fun when those ideas are generated. So talk me through, um, how did you create those work teams? You know, what was kind of the design process conversation around, um, you know, how do we build this? How do we roll it out? Um, how did you structure that? So I can't say that when we started this, that we had a great, um, you know, solid framework for what we were doing. Um, I think what we understood was that we wanted, you know, we wanted employees involved in some various uh, projects, particularly as it related to creating a great work experience within the food bank. Um, We formed our first employee work teams in 2016, and that was following our employee survey that year. We had identified three areas where we wanted to create actions to help move the organization forward. Um, We wanted to create meaningful change for employees. So in order to do that, we needed their help. So we essentially solicited volunteers, and those volunteers formed our first set of work teams. Wonderful. And I'm sure you've probably built off of that from some of the key learnings. And I know we're going to get at that um, in just a little bit, but what were some of those key projects that you've done so far where the work teams were incorporated into the process? And then tell me about the role that the work teams played in those projects. So one of the areas that our inaugural work team tackled um, from that 2016 um, employee survey was around employee paid benefits and training. So as an organization, we laid out some parameters to help guide their work. And then each team had a leadership team sponsor. Um, From there, though, they operated as a self-directed work team. And this particular group Um, conducted some very thorough research on vacation and pay, and ultimately made recommendations to change or modify our vacation policy. And they also um, wanted to increase the pay, increase the starting pay at the food bank. So they presented their recommendations to the executive leadership team. And long story short, um, we adopted um, their recommendations. And so we made changes to our vacation policy and uh, early 2017, I think, was when we increased the starting minimum pay rate uh, to $15 an hour. Um, it was it was really an incredible to see how thoughtful and thorough the team was in preparing and presenting their recommendations. Wonderful. And uh, now I know when we talked previously, you you spoke about how you use these work teams during last year while you were navigating the COVID-19 pandemic. Talk to me a little bit about how the work groups worked in that capacity as well. 
So we had a work team. So we have an ongoing work team that we call team builders um, that do uh, that is responsible for creating engagement activities for the organization. So we have that team, team builders, and then we we have also sort of an employee engagement work team um, that sort of collaborated. And so when COVID hit, um, those teams really worked together um, to help continue to create engagement opportunities. And it was challenging because um, with COVID, uh, about half of our employees uh, moved to working remotely. So they were working from home. But then, of course, we still had um, about the other half of our employees who were on site. And then in the middle of that, we had some sort of hybrid people, some people who were sort of doing both, coming into the office some. And so um, their charge was to keep us engaged when we didn't have everybody in the building. So they did lots of virtual events. They created virtual coffee breaks. And um, with those coffee breaks, you know, they would have, they asked individuals, including the leadership team to participate in those. We would also walk around with iPads so that our warehouse employees could see and engage with all with the people who had been working virtually. Um, they did some virtual mixology um, where they did, um, creating uh, different drinks. And so, I mean, they, so various virtual events. So it was really great. And then we're just now starting to return um, employees, slowly returning employees back to the building. And so that, that group of people has also um, created activities, um, have planned activities really for over the next 90 days to help us re-engage with each other. Um, so they've just done a really fantastic job of doing that. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's probably great to watch how they work together as a team to pull those components together and, and build on that engagement level while, you know, people are in different parts of, of the, of, you know, of working environments. So when looking at, you know, a project, you know, some of these projects you've mentioned, when you're looking at, you know, the, you know, where you leverage those work teams and then thinking back to before you had work teams, um, maybe a project that you had, what are some of the differences in the outcomes, you know, in terms of like, you know, I know with like change management, a lot of times, you know, from my experience, um, some of the concerns are is the adoption of the change or how people respond to the change. Um, and even in some of the way that they responded, decisions being made in the organization. So when you look at these two project examples, um, what are some of the differences in the outcome in terms of employee response to it? Um, so I think with these work teams, there are a couple things that are really important. Um, um, the work teams, the big thing about the work teams is the variety of perspectives um, I've had the opportunity to work with many of these teams and they have great creative ideas and they definitely see things from a different perspective than I do. Um, so there is an opportunity to be able to vet ideas and to see things through a different lens, um, which is really important. Um, I think that our leadership team is very accessible and we all do um, get a lot of feedback from our employees, but employees also spend a lot of time talking to each other. And so our work team members are able to bring that information and perspective to our discussions, And that has also made a difference. Um, I have a really good example of that. Um, I had referenced our um, uh, 
Um, one of the work teams that we have is our employee development work team. And so that team is, is charged with helping us to create a real robust employee um, development sort of career coaching um, framework. Um, that again was feedback from our um, employee survey. And one of the things that they told me was we need to create a skills repository um, as part of our employee development effort framework. They said we need managers, employees to be able to have these really open, candid conversations about knowledge, skills and abilities and to be able to track systematically the skills and proficiency levels and that sort of thing. So and use that to create development plans, but also for the leadership team to be able to have a view into the development of these um, people um, for so that they can consider them for next level assignments. And so they had told me that probably a year ago. Um, and then shortly after, so we had our employee survey in 20 at the end of 2020. And one of our um, key um, outcomes from that survey related to employee development and our survey tool, which automatically generates action recommendations, um, their, the auto or the recommendation from that survey tool was that we create a skills repository. So it, I thought, wow, you know, I could have saved money on the employee survey and just asked the employees. Yep. Awesome. Great example. So we're going to just take a moment to have a word from our show sponsor. So Workplace MVP is sponsored by R3 Continuum, ensuring the psychological and physical safety of your organization and your people is not only normal, but a a necessity in today's ever-changing and often unpredictable world. R3 Continuum can help you do that and more with their continuum of behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions tailored to meet the unique challenges of your organization. Learn more at r3c.com. So looking at your workplace now, and I know you've shared kind of the, that there's this perspective that you're getting that's, you know, you know, when you don't ask, you don't receive that. Um, and it definitely is different than what, you know, um, you know, they bring employees bring so much different perspective, which is great. And it can be so beneficial, but what are some of the other benefits that you have seen within the employees that you feel is a direct relation to the utilization of these, these work teams? Well, the, the first thing that I would say is that employees who are involved are highly invested and engaged. So the employees that are in this are on these work teams are really invested and they are very committed to the work that they've been charged to doing. Um, I think employees are very supportive of their peers. So recommendations made by work teams are likely to be accepted by the broader staff, or at least the staff are willing to try new things. And so work teams, and then work teams are helpful. Um, you know, you know, I talked about, um, well, another example is one of the things I have been working on in my role at HR and HR was our organizational approach to celebrating cultural heritage type events in a consistent way. So how do we celebrate cultural events like Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month, African-American Heritage Month, historical events like Juneteenth, and then things like LGBT pride, et cetera, those sorts of things. So 
We have been doing celebrations, but we wanted to have a real framework for doing it consistently and being able to commute and be able to communicate with the staff how we're planning to do it. So I engaged a subgroup. We have an equity steering committee um, within our organization, which is one work team, and then team builders, who I referenced earlier. So I um, uh, engaged a subgroup uh, from those two groups. And then within a week, they had developed a plan and approach and a recommendation for how to handle that. So um, I think the key is, at the end of the day, these groups are helpful and they have great ideas. Absolutely. Wonderful. And I got to imagine, you know, the, their respect and kind of appreciation to the leadership is, is probably grown from that. They see the decisions and the types of, um, you know, challenges that you're navigating within that leadership role. So, you know, talking about that, what, you know, how has the relationship between your, you know, organizational leadership and the staff changed as a result of giving them more of a voice in some of that decision-making and, and change management? Um, so the work teams are not necessarily a silver bullet, but I do think that it starts to help us move towards trust. And so I think, you know, that's what we're moving towards. So the food bank still has opportunities, but I think the great thing about um, our organization is that we have a president, Kyle Wade, who is committed to employee engagement. He is a huge proponent of utilizing work teams to create positive change, and that makes a huge difference. And our leadership is also supportive. You know, they have sponsored these work teams and have been really supportive of their uh, of their work. Um, one of the things that we are working on organizationally is communication and specifically getting people to talk openly and candidly up, down, and across the organization. And so work teams is one of the ways that we are able to do that. Our work teams include employees across departments and across levels. Wonderful. Yeah. So we know that the research, um, you know, from research, uh, there are various benefits that come from creating more of a voice for employees in the decision-making change management process. But what, from your experience, were some of the challenges that you had to overcome with the rollout of this or just the management of the process in general that you've experienced? So I think there are two big things, and those two big things are level setting expectations and gaining alignment. So as an organization, we likely cannot implement every idea that an employee has. But I think the message that we're trying to drive is that we are willing to listen and to work to make change where we can and when we can. Um, the other piece is that we have a diverse organization, so it's challenging to implement programs and initiatives that everyone loves. So even within the team, sometimes it's a negotiation to sort of align on priorities, but there is there is learning for the staff and for the leadership in that process. So um, the big things that I would point to is really level setting expectations and really working to gain alignment. And if there are leaders that are listening to this episode that, you know, you know, feel really good about this concept, feel like it's going to work well within their organization, what would be like your top three, if you were going to identify key best practice suggestions for how they should approach putting something like this into place within their organization, what would be those, those key best practice suggestions? 
So leadership buy-in is essential. As I mentioned earlier, our president and our executive team in particular are supportive of utilizing work teams. And we have a line on the areas where their work can be most impactful, and that's critical. So I would say that's number one. Um, number two is, again, setting parameters and mitigating expectations for the staff. That is critical. We have been clear in saying that we are open to listening, but there are organizational constraints by way of policy, resources, and budget that will also need to be considered in evaluating work team recommendations. So I think. Um, Level setting expectations is important. And then the last is communication. So good two-way communication within the leadership team, within the work teams, and then good communication between the leadership team and the work teams um, is also important. Great, great suggestions. So when you look out at your career, um, what would you say if you were going to identify one moment in in that career? What would what is as your proudest moment? What would that be? Um, it's hard to identify one um, proud moment. I think um, you know with these work. I think the concept and this approach with respect to the work teams that we are utilizing at the food bank is something that I'm really proud of. Um, um, I think that uh, we are right now working on some really meaningful initiatives using the work teams. One of those is our diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. And we have an equity steering committee that is leading that initiative. And so I actually think that my proudest moments may be yet to come because I think that there's going to be some great out, we're going to have some great outcomes for the food bank and for the community that come out of our diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative, which is led by our equity steering committee. Wonderful. And if our listeners wanted to connect with you um, to learn more about these work group programs, uh, what is the best way for them to do that? Sure. I mean, they can connect with me on LinkedIn or um, just email me at sherry.foster at acfd.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for letting us celebrate you today and for sharing your knowledge and, and your, your insights into how these work groups have worked out so well for the food bank. Um, it's been great to listen to those. I was really excited about that concept because there's just so much value in, in help, you know, in bringing in your employees into some of that change management and decision-making that's going on within the organization. And we appreciate you coming on the show and I, I'm sure your organization and the employees appreciate you as well. Um, we also want to thank our show sponsor, R3 Continuum for supporting the Workplace MVP podcast. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you have not already done so, make sure to subscribe so you get our most recent episodes and other resources. You can also follow our show on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at Workplace MVP. And if you are a Workplace MVP or know someone who is, we want to know. Email us at info at workplace-mvp.com. Thank you all for joining us and have a great rest of your day.